Are you ready to scale? Why not invest three minutes in our scalability index? It's quick, it's easy, and it's got specific guidance. Find it at evokinggenius.com slash scale. Hello, and welcome back to Genius at Scale. Today's guest is Justin Breen. Justin, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, I've been really looking forward to this conversation. Um, I'm a dad who happens to be an entrepreneur and run two fun global companies that only partner with top visionaries who live in abundance and who look at things as investments, not costs. So it's endlessly fascinating world to be in. Hmm. So your your clients are all uh, when you say visionaries, what? Give us an example because a vision I could see visionary like dreamer. Or visionary like talk to me is meaningless without uh, action. Uh, my my top three strength finders are activate, maximize, achieve. Most of the people I talk to in Gallup Strength Finder world are ideator futurists, so they're often idea land, but they have a mix of activator, maximizer, achiever. Um, so they'll actually do something about it. Now, um, I know you're a nine quick start in Colby K O L B E. Uh, in five plus years as an entrepreneur, my firms have partnered with one person, one under a seven quick start in Colby. So that I know of. So I think a visionary also implies that at least. So for the audience that doesn't understand what Colby is, um, a, a nine quick start won't mean anything. Can you help us with that a little bit? Yep. So the only thing I write down before I meet someone is their name and their Colby score. Uh, Cause I just like to simplify into patterns. And then, oh, here's the answer. And then, well, you just stay with the answer. So Colby is not how, um, it's not your personality. I don't really care what somebody's personality is. I want to know if they're actually going to do something. So Colby is your, it represents your brain strengths, how you take action. And the overwhelming majority of visionaries are at least a seven quick start like me. Um, and then the overwhelming number of uh, visionaries have lower, shorter, quick starts. So they're idea, 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 and then they have lower follow through. So they have to hire a million people to get things done. I'd, I'm a very rare, very, very rare visionaries that, that has high quick start, boom, 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 and high follow through. So say it, do it. But most visionaries, high quick start, shorter follow through. So that's why you have 20, 30, 40, 50 people, 60, and it just grows and grows. So uh, it's when you say it's your clients are generally seven or above on a quick start, seven out of 10, I take it. 10 is the scale. So 10 is the highest. Um, my firms have partnered with several tens. Uh, a 10 quick start is 0.5% of the global population. I actually talk to a lot of a lot of tens, and when I say a lot, probably one out of every ten conversations is with a ten quick start. I would say, and there are obviously exceptions to this. Most of the people I talk to are around like a three three nine three. So a three fact finder, they don't need a lot of facts. Three follow through. Oh, better hire 20, 30, 40 people to get things done. Uh, a nine quick start, that's very high, and then a three implementer. Implementers like using your hands or building things. Got it. Got it. So uh, can you give some examples of clients or without without betraying confidence? Can you give some examples of the types of companies that people are building with with these profiles? Because it's an interesting um, precursor to say, gosh, what if you get a what if you get the wrong? Um, I'm familiar with Col Colby as well, the wrong instinct profile. Mm. How does it show up in how they build a company? So what I've seen, um, what I, that's a good question. 
what I've seen is the folks that start companies, uh, the, the, you know, the entrepreneur that actually started the company, I've seen that usually they're um, higher quick starts, at least a seven. I have seen, because you use the term CEO, I've seen shorter quick starts take over a company um, and become more of a stabilizer, more of a stabilizer, keep it going, build little by little. But I've seen the massive growth the massive growth companies almost always are a higher, a higher quick start. So whether that's, you know, some of my firm's partners are like a, uh, a foundation, um, Jack Schuler's a Forbes billionaire. Uh, he's invested all of his money. He's giving all the way to help underserved kids in uh, Chicago and Milwaukee area. You go to schools like Harvard and Yale for free. So he's giving away all of his billion plus dollars. Um, or Aiden Uninger, he's a three three nine three. He's created, um, he's he's sold his shares and um, and he's had two successful exits. And now his third company is a is a crypto uh, currency app platform. Um, so he's so he's bankrupt right now. <laughs> well, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, yeah, you're, you're, we'll, know, we'll know that in a year. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, I see your point, but yeah. So. <laughs> I don't think he is, but no, like, but it's like that, it's that type of visionary. I mean, those are the people that change the world. And then my brain simplifies, simplifies all the, the good ideas, the really great ones into a message and then connects them to other visionaries immediately. So it's really fascinating partnering with people like that all the time, because they're the ones that grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and, and they change the world. And then I allow them to do that by how my brain works. Got it. Got it. And you do this in a partnership. Right. So because um, at the highest level, there is no competition, only collaboration. So uh, the purpose of my life is to be a connecting superhero for every visionary, abundance, investment mindset, entrepreneur, and share their stories with the world, the, not, not their, the. And so I have a global PR firm uh, where I run that. And then the partnership, my partner and I created LinkedIn without the BS invite only connectivity platform. And my partner, just this background, he's a one five nine six Colby, which is a that's a unicorn score. Uh, I'm eight six seven one, and then my partner Mark Fujiwara, I would describe him as a visionary integrator. So he's full backstage, but he's an even bigger visionary uh, than I am. So he's the one that puts the team together and found the person to build the platform, and he's going to scale it. He's the he's the scaling. Uh, backstage visionary. I'm so, so you're, you're using jargon here that I don't think the audience is going to get. Backstage, front stage. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so I'm good at talking about the company and getting getting things in media and getting people to join and getting people excited about it. Mark is great at you know creating the platform, onboarding people, creating the connections that way. Like that's not that's not my skill set. Um, one of the chapters in, in my book uh, is find your Babs or have your Babs find you. So like me building a SaaS platform, I would electrocute. Sorry, again, you're, you're using jargon that I don't understand. What's Babs? So I was, I was going to explain that. So, Babs okay. and, so I'm in strategic coach, which we've talked about before. Um, so Babs is Dan Sullivan's wife. Uh, Dan is the coach and strategic coach. He's the front stage coach who does all the classes talks to all the entrepreneurs. Babs is the one who scaled the company. She actually built the company with the employee count and all that kind of stuff. So Mark is Mark is my Babs. 
Uh, and thank God for Mark because he's the one who can put all of that backstage action uh, in, in that and the platform together. And it's all the it's all the work that nobody sees. Correct. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Good. Got it. That's what backstage means exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. So typically you've got you've got these I'm going to call them well clients, but these profiles or these um, characteristics of a founder. I'm curious, what are they optimized for? That is such a good question. No one's ever asked me that. And I want to hear your answer about that as well, because I know you talk to a lot of people like that as well. I'll answer it this way. So most of my day is talking to people like that. Most of my day. So either spending time with my family or, or talking to the people that you're talking about. So what I found is people like that not again not business owners not consultants definitely not employee humans top visionaries i have found they're the most damaged people the very most damaged people with the best coping skills so the most damaged the most trauma the most depression the most anxiety uh you said the word already many of them have been bankrupt or potential bankruptcy but they have the best coping skills they have the highest EQ, they have the highest type of IQ, they have the highest amount of guts and courage, the most coping skills. So what I have seen, what I've seen, this is why I wrote the this is why I wrote the second book, is that those folks create these massive companies, these massive companies with massive revenue, massive employee count. Maybe this is to answer your question, they're optimizing for revenue, they're optimizing for employee count. They're optimizing op office space. They're optimizing car, vacation, all that stuff. And then certainly not always, but many times, many times it's at the expense of anything meaningful, at the expense of family, at the expense of relationships, at the expense of purpose. So that's, that's what I, I mean. The book is how to, how to build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first. So. What's the name of the book? It's just so. Oh, you know. Epic Life. Epic Life's the second. Yeah. Epic Life. Okay, we'll put it in. We'll put it in the show notes. Thank That's you. great. Um, is it possible in your experience to optimize for revenue or headcount or um, or size without compromising health or family or or personal well-being? I've seen it many times now. I've seen it many times. Um, so yes, it is possible. And I, and, and to double down and to dovetail on that, the people who aren't doing that, again, this is why I wrote it. They're like, they're like, I want to know how to do that. So like each chapter is like people I've talked to that are doing that, that are doing both. And then it's answer, 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 answer. Here's a shortcut. Here's a shortcut. Here's a shortcut. Cause I just want the answer. Uh, I don't want to do you know, hours and hours of research. I just want the answer. And I know high quick start visionaries, they just want the answer. So that's, that's what the book is. But to your point, and it's a good one, many times it takes a, that first divorce or second divorce or, you know, right. I mean, yeah, I see you nodding for those who aren't, can't see that you're nodding. Or, like, or bankruptcy or bankruptcy. Yeah. So here again, my brain simplifies everything into patterns. I do think that's because of my Colby high quick start, high follow through, high fact finder. So like I just see the patterns and things. And most visionaries um, are diagnosed ADD or undiagnosed. They're, I mean, it's not a disorder. It's a sign of genius. They're just all over the place. So I haven't met one 
I have not met one. If you know someone like this, I'd actually like you to introduce me. But um, I have not met one of those people that has not overcome at least one of the following four things. Most are two or three, and and uh, really higher up on the scale now, it's all fours. It's a lot of all fours. So here are the four things. One is bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. Two is depression. Three is the high le highest level of anxiety that you can imagine. And four, uh, likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. Mm -hmm. So what I see is these visionaries, entrepreneurs, which I am one, I've overcome three of those. So the only one knock on one I haven't had to worry about is bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy, but you're missing so, out. You're missing yeah. Out. Well, that's so honestly, like, I feel like to get to a certain level, maybe I'll have to go through that. I mean, that it seemed, but I don't, I, I don't think I'd ever do it, but I don't think I would do that to my family uh, after what I've learned, but like, it's humans and business owners, consultants, those are excuses top visionary that's fuel that's fire that's well i'll show you i'll get it done and then again what i've seen is not always but many times it's uh unfortunately it's oh i'm gonna bypass anything meaningful to you know you know build massive company um i'm just saying it doesn't have to necessarily be that way got it so how much of that um coping mechanism comes from fear and how much comes from ambition wow so now I see why you're good. I'm, I see why you're good at what you do um, and how you think. I think it's the same thing. I don't think there's any difference. I think that, so like my litmus test is my father, my father was 61 when I was born, 61. He was a World War II hero, shot down multiple times in combat in World War II, multiple times without a parachute many times, got back into the plane. So that's the ultimate fear and an ultimate ambition to get back into a plane without a parachute after one of your other planes has been shot down. That is the, there's no difference in that between being an entrepreneur. It's the same, it's the same feeling. I started my first company five years ago after my job salary was cut in half, zero business background, zero. I was a journalist for 20 years, couldn't find a job, uh, incorporated while I was working full time at half the salary. Um, reached out to 5,000 people to find first five clients. So that's getting into a plane without a parachute. I mean, that's what it, so most people can't do that. They're not so designed that, to be entrepreneurs. So that's, this is a perfect, this perfect example. Was that out of fear to not be able to feed your family or was that out of ambition? Well, again, I think it's the same thing. I don't, I don't think there's any difference in that. I think you can't, I don't think you can be ambitious without fear. I don't think it's, I don't think if you're not, like, but again, entrepreneurs don't let fear stop the ambition. So I think it's really the same. I, I don't see any difference in it. I, and I think fear is a good thing. I mean, if you're not afraid of something, then, you know, then you probably, probably shouldn't be do like, you, like you probably are in the wrong room if you're not afraid. Like that's like, I, I like to be the dumbest person in the room where the people are far more, I guess, quote unquote, successful than me. Um, been in entrepreneurship longer than me. Like I'd like to be in that room because otherwise there's no ambition. There's no, there's no fear. So it's hard, it's hard for me to answer that because I just, I just think it, the one propels the other and they're there. You have to have both, I think. So does that show up then in what I would call risk profile? Cause I, I think of somebody like, take somebody that everyone knows like Elon Musk and you think he's a crazy man 
probably a 10 quick start. Well, but he's also leveraging one company by using the stock of another, which is unfair to the stockholders of the company that he just, <laughs> which, I mean, to, to me, it looks like a SEC violation classic. And he doesn't, one, he doesn't acknowledge it. And two, he doesn't, he doesn't care. But everyone says, well, he's on the spectrum. And so he's the, he's the poster child for whatever spectrum he's on. I'm guessing that's Asperger's, but I don't know. Ah. Oh, good, it, good, good. So this is good. So I'm, I'm actually excited that you said that. And you're going to be like, why are you excited? So, um, so high quick start is risk aversion. So the higher quick start you are, the less you're afraid of risk. Right. Okay, so that's why he's probably... A t so then also, again, my brain simplifies everything to patterns, everything. So I just posted this um, a couple months ago. I can send you the link if you want. But So there are four types of entrepreneurs that I've seen. One, most of the people I talk to are ADHD, diagnosed or undiagnosed. Yeah. Um, that's high quick start, high quick start low follow. Uh, the second is Asperger's. Um, my wife, who is a doctor... Uh, she's a pediatrician. Our first date was the day before she started medical school. She has uh, unofficially, officially diagnosed me with minor Asperger's, ultra focus. So it's like, it's really interesting because it's like visionary all over the place meets ultra focused. And that's why it, <laughs> that's why it works. The third, which is really interesting, is dyslexia. Dyslexia. Yeah. 30%, uh, 30% of high performing entrepreneurs are, are dyslexic. There are multiple studies yep. that show that. Okay, so why? Because you can't learn one way, but learn another. You just learn another one. The fourth one, which this is not a disability by any means, or it's not a it's not a disorder, but it's a high IQ. So not necessarily book smart, but off the charts, high IQ. So 140 and above, 140 and above is genius. That's 1% of the global population. I'm guessing most of the people that you talk to and most of the people running these big companies are at least 140. I'd be surprised if they weren't because that's, that's, um, it, so I am 139, which I'm, I'm actually glad. Cause like when you get above one, when you get too far above, I have no idea what Elon Musk's IQ is, but it's probably 180, one, you know, it's very bright. Oh yeah. yeah. But when you get too far above, like you can't communicate human, you're not really, so I, I can bridge, you know, that have you ever done your IQ? Are you over 150? I'm like you. I'm one fry short of a half of a supersize. I'm 149. That makes sense. You're 139 also? 149. Oh, so, well, that's, well, no, 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 no. You're so right. So you're, you're, so most of my days talking to people over 140. Um, many times when you get too far over 140, there's no human recognition at all. Oh, got it. It's yeah. like MIT robotic brain. And so I'm like barely human, barely. Um, and then my wife, like she taught me like empathy or she's trying to anyway. Yeah. She's yeah. You're in, you're in a remedial course. That's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I'm, the first thing I do every day is a grateful journal to her. Cause without her, not bad, bad situation, but yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. You're, um, yeah, you're just a genius literally. So it makes sense. Hmm. It's, um, you, you, you ask, uh, what, what my own clients look like, because I coach CEOs, um, it is, they do fit the pattern of, um, I'm most fascinated with risk profile, mm. because if you're an entrepreneur scaling an organization, uh, in the first year, every decision you make can sink the company. If your first employee is the wrong one, 
you're gonna you're gonna wreck it because you lose six months of momentum for hiring the wrong first employee. Your fiftieth can't hurt you hmm. if you hire the wrong person, but your second one can't. Um, running out of money, all that stuff, and there's there's a point in every entrepreneur's uh, journey where they have to go all in, and that's the part that I admire the most. I don't know if it's risk profile or cur oh you might call it courage, courage, but they don't have a choice. They're they're gonna have to. Um, uh, leverage the company, or they're going to have to. Um, the really crazy ones put their own money in on right. top of. They they put all their personal net worth, and oftentimes not without their spouse's permission, but with their spouse kicking a scream. And you think, wow, that's that's ballsy. Um, and 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 I don't know if that's just risk profile or visionary or both. Um, but they all have that ability or that willingness when it comes, they know that day is going to come where they're going to have to go all in. Cause there's a, there's a point in a scaling journey where that always happens. And you say, do we let this company acquire us or do we not? Cause it could be a great move or it could be the worst move we ever make. Um, you have to both have the um, discernment I'd call it, or the decision-making ability to, to figure out whether that's a good move and, or the courage to do it. But do you see that? You're talking about these four, four, I don't call them dysfunctions either. It is amazing how many of my clients that were diagnosed, most of them were super high IQ. Yeah, of course. And so they, the school system didn't know what to do with them. So they put them outside of the classroom. Right. Yeah. So you have an independent study and said, go out on the playground, figure it out yourself. Correct. Yeah. And, and they did. They wandered around the playgrounds or, um, or, or did whatever they're, you know, they could kind of do what they wanted because the school system just didn't, they had a model for how we do it, which was linear and they weren't linear <laughs> thinkers and they were smarter probably than the teacher. So, yeah. Oh, they, well, they're, one, there's no doubt. So they're, um, so again, talk to me is meaningless without an answer. It's meaningless. So um, by far uh, the greatest gift of being an entrepreneur is that uh, my children get to see this world even exist. Most, most, people don't even know this world even exists and then they can do whatever they want with it. So our sons are um, 10 and eight. Uh, they're both nine quick starts with two follow throughs, which I believe yours. That's what you're, I think you're a nine quick start with the two follow through, maybe a three follow through. And so they're both pioneer visionaries. They're both pioneers. And then, um, so I'm like, Oh, you know, in school, learn to read and write. That's fine. You know, do all that stuff. Um, and then, then they, you know, all we talk about at home is, uh, entrepreneurship. We talk a lot about fantasy football too. That was a joke, but we do talk a lot about entrepreneurship and that's the, that's the greatest gift because, you know, at higher education, education as whole is the opposite of people like us. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's linear over linear, over linear, over linear. Here's the other interesting thing too. Um, and this is kind of sad because every now and then I'll run into, someone like us or my kids and they're, they're, they're kids. So I'll see a kid and I'll know right away if there's someone like us or not. Cause when you see someone like us, it doesn't matter if they're nine or 90, you just know. And then I'll talk to their parents, um, who are humans, almost a hundred percent, uh, 99% of the time they're humans. And I go, Oh, hey, your kid, your kid's an entrepreneur. I'm just letting you know that I'm like, Oh, here, you know, take the Colby, take the, they never do it. I go, you know, school's not going to be fun for them. They're like, I know, but what do I do? I go, okay, here, do this. They never, they never do it because it's a one-way conversation into nothing. 
So like that's what I that's why I just like talking to people like you because otherwise I get bored and I know people like you are the only ones that are going to do anything. So I, and that comes down to courage and it comes down to likely very high IQ as well. Um, but mostly it's courage and and the ability to to take action and do things. It's very hard for me to understand people who don't do anything. Like I just can't. Um, you know, on, on strength finders, here's another thing. I'd like, like you to tell me if this is true or not. Most of the people I talk to are very low in empathy. Uh, it's, that's not the same as sympathy. I'm very sympath sympathetic to folks, but most great leaders that I know, and that's most of my days talking to those people, they're very low in empathy. They can't understand why people are, are making excuses. Have you, have you seen that as well? Uh, we have, we have, um, we have two sayings in our house, playfully. Uh, sucking up buttercup and uh, sucks to be you. <laughs> right. so that's, that's, as my, that's, that's my form of empathy. Yeah, somebody <laughs> says, well, I don't want to do the dishes. And you say, yeah, it's your turn. Sucks to be you. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an interesting thing too. And this is helpful for CEOs and visionaries um, who, again, most are very low in empathy. They just are. Why? Because this is all I talk to and I see the pattern. So my partner, who's very collaborative, Colby Weiss, he's... Um, Strength finders, competition one, maximizer two, empathy three. So Mark Fujiwara, empathy three. That's like unheard of. It's on. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like yeah. I, I still can't believe that. So like and then my wife's a pediatrician. She's probably one in empathy. So I have found and again, I don't like to use the word advice, but I think it's good. It's a good idea to find people that are collaborative with your weaknesses. Like I'm second to last an includer on my strength finder my wife is probably one or two like she's the ultimate includer of everything so i'm like i've just found people that like replace my weaknesses with with things and, yeah. and it's maybe a better person so so um how do you package all this yeah well that's so the, <laughs> right talk is meaningless without so the way I package things, for me, this is for me, and again, I do think it works for people like us, who are higher, quick start, changing the world type people. I, this is how I package it. So this is chapter two of the book, it's a full answer, but I'll, I'll simplify it. So five years as an entrepreneur, one person under a seven quick start, one. Okay, so I, I will talk to shorter quick starts, but they haven't done anything in five plus years, so okay, so, but. So it's higher quick starts. Strength finders, ideator futurists with mix of activator, maximizer, achiever. So they're off in idea land, but we'll do something about it now. Um, I'm very low in ideation, very low in futuristic, but my top five are activator, maximizer, achiever, competition, responsibility, result, 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 result. And sixth is self-assurance, so no imposter syndrome. And then the third one, which I can send you this if you'd like. I think you'd be interested in it. It's a print. Print, P-R-I-N-T, is your unconscious motivators. Um, so people see the tip, the tip of the iceberg. They don't see under it. They don't see your, what you're unconsciously motivated. Uh, most of the folks that I talk to that have taken this, the really high-performing visionaries are 8-3 or 3-8. So what does that mean? 8 is to be strong and self-reliant, and 3 is to succeed and achieve. I would be shocked if I one. I'd be very shocked if you weren't an eight three or a three eight. I'd be, I'd be shocked if you weren't that. Most of the high performing visionaries, the ones that start the companies, they're eight threes or three eights. And then my partner Mark, even though he's third in empathy, he's a three eight prince. So, succeed and achieve, strong and self reliant. So we're consciously collaborative, 
unconsciously collaborative. So that's how I just package everything into my, whether you call it with assessments or whatever, I just package everything that way. Got it. So all of your clients take, take all these assessment tests. That's a good question. I wouldn't say all of them, but many of them do. Um, most of them, again, the only thing I write down is the name in the Colby. Most of them at this point have taken that. If they haven't, I always ask them to. Um, one, because I like to know, but really, I think that's like, I mean, that can be used for anything. Like, my wife is a lower quick start, higher follow through stabilizing human. So whether that's your spouse or your or your business partner or whatever. It's good to have a stabilizing human in your life, um, an integrator. Um, our kids are high quick start pioneers. So I use that at, I use that for anything. Um, but it is a good compliment to see the strength finders and then print. I just took working genius. That was an interesting one. Um, but like, if you know who you are, then you can package the people that you wanna hang out with to your earlier question. So is, is that, I, I don't want to be mean about it, but is that discriminatory or unfair to, to or, or is it just I mean, knowing? I think the last an includer on my strength finder. So <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I'm naturally, I am naturally focused on, and then I'm dead last in empathy. So I don't, and my wife has unofficially diagnosed me with minor Asperger's. So I don't know, I don't. You're just being efficient. I'm just, well, well, yeah, because people that waste my time take time away from me and my family. Like, right. I don't, right, right. So and you can't help them. You can't help them anyhow. I can't help. I can't do anything for them. Right. right. So that's right. talking to those parents whose children are entrepreneurs and they don't do anything. So, yeah. so, so I, I appreciate that. I mean, it's a fair question, um, but what I can't help that. I can't do it. I do, the, I do the same. I'm very clear who my clients are and who I, I cannot help. Right. And uh, right. yeah. You know, that's, I, I get that. So um, for for the audience who are parents, and um, that's probably most of them, mm. what um, prescriptive recipe would you have them do uh, with these assessment tests for their kids? Because I know they're all fairly cheap. They're simple enough. And you're like you say, a 10-year-old can take it. It's not complicated. Um, is, is there an order or a priority? Or if they took one, which would it be? Or, or is, it, is it better to take a... A combination. That's that's a great question. So I knew, because with your brain and your now I know your IQ, I knew you would take something and makes like you would turn it into something interesting. So, because um, we'll talk about kids. So dynamind, D Y N A M Y N D. That is that's Colby for kids. Okay. Um, yeah. Right. An answer. You want an answer. So that's no, that's great. Well, we'll put all this in the show notes. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's fourth grade and above. I don't follow rules because rules are meant to be broken. So my kids took it in first and second grade, and then they took it again in third and fourth grade. Their scores did not change that much. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So that's, and then Clifton strength, strengths, explore, wait, strength explorers. That's strength finders for kids. For kids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't, I have them up here, what my kids are. They're no, I don't worry about what the, your kids are, but yeah, the, 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 the prescriptive recipe is the one that's helpful. Uh, okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, because the, um, the, I only mention it because the, the terms for the kids, the strength are, explorers, they're are kid friendly. They're kid friendly, yeah. Yeah, -friendly. yeah, that makes sense, that makes sense. So uh, then, then I wanna flip it. Um, somebody comes to you and says, I'd like to start a business 
um, not not necessarily I'd like to work with you, but I'd like to start a business. What advice would you give me? Is that assessment test or is there what advice would you give an, an aspiring entrepreneur? Okay, great. So yeah, so the first book came out in 2020. Chris Voss did the foreword. It's called Epic Business. So I started my first company with zero business background and then created a global PR firm that only partners with people like you. So that's 30 secrets to build your business exponentially and give you the freedom to live the life you want. So like each one of those is an answer. And that's why I wrote the first book. But um, so um, that had nothing to do with assessments. That has to do with like, will you get into a plane without a parachute? I mean, <laughs> will, you, will you do that? But, but really the... The most important thing that I've heard from that people have said from that book um, is only partner with people who look at things as investments, not cost. That's one. That's one. Uh, two is do what you like to do and what you're good at, and then hire, find freelancers to do everything else, or just don't do it. Three, maybe the most important for your question is when you start a business, it takes two full years to really figure it out. It takes two full years, not six months. Not a year, not eight. It takes two full years. Um, yeah. It just, uh, it's not a quick, um, it just takes, it takes two years. No, that's great. That's great. So uh, the, the question we ask all of our guests is, um, if we came to your junior high school and you're in seventh or eighth grade. Oh, God. Would we have, I know, the reason we picked that age is because everybody's got pimples and braces and they're awkward and they're picked on and they're, they're an oddball of some sort. <laughs> um, what, what clues would we have had that would entice us to go to Vegas and place a bet on you that you'd be successful at your age now? Who, who were you in seventh grade that the, the clues were all there, we should have seen them? Well, you're asking, an in, the, you know, I'm an alien even among the aliens that we hang out with. And so seventh grade was the last grade where my father was alive for me. So I'm trying to really think about myself then. So I appreciate the question. So people then said that I was the spitting image of my father um, in terms of just no excuses. Going okay, not, phys not physically spitting image, but like personality. Uh, I look a lot. I look a lot like him, but like, like in terms of like no nonsense. Right. Um, and so that would be the reason why, and, and I, that's my litmus test. Like it's still to this day, like, I'm very grateful to have a, a dad like that. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Justin, I appreciate your wisdoms, your insights, fascinating stuff. Uh, yeah. super helpful for our genius at scale listeners. We look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Thanks, Justin. Tremendous questions, John. Thank you so much. Alrighty. Thanks for joining us today. Are you ready to scale? If so, invest three minutes in our scalability index. It's simple, easy, and gives specific guidance. Find it at evokinggenius.com slash scale. All the best.